Welcome to Mental Health Film Comment. This is Brian here with you. The 2016 film Hidden Figures is based on a true story about, and let's be honest here, um, the woman who helped the U.S. beat the um, race to space and science and, and NASA and, and the fun stuff like, like, like that. Um, joining us today is R R Rosalba, and I, I'm going to um, trip over the introduction. So what, what would be the best way to, to introduce you? Everyone. Hi, yes. Um, so I am Rosalba Serrano McFadden, the founder and CEO of Zend Math. Cool. Well, thank you. Thank you for, for being here today. Um, now, I did want to mention up front that you are not going to be talking about anything depression related, nothing mental health related, uh, but you're going to be focusing more on a lot of the tools that will help people who are um, living with, uh, you know, any, any mental health issues. So that's, I just want to clarify that up front, um, is that you'll be talking about the, the, the tools that would be available to, yes. um, to assist with that. Um, so that said, I did want to mention a couple resources up front for those who uh, may need to, to reach out to someone today. There is a crisis text line in the US. You can text home H-O-M-E to 741-741. In the UK, you can text SHOUT, S-H-O-U-T, to 85258. Depending upon where you are in the world, uh, check your local listings, as they say. Um, so um, thank you for uh, being here today. I, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat about my my favorite topic, actually. <laughs> Definitely, and 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 I, I think it's important uh, for, for those listening to have a um, you know variety of guests, and 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 uh, many of the guests won't always be talking about uh, mental health uh, specific topics, and but they will be talking about uh, valuable resources that would be that 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 are definitely valuable tools that, that you will want to have in, in, in your toolbox. Now, math anxiety is something that when I, when I spoke with you uh, prior to recording and, and leading up to the podcast, all of what you're talking about are, are, are tools and skill sets that would, would benefit um, anyone going through a, a rough time. Um, so, what what would what would be the the definition of, of math anxiety? So what would be the, the the main starting point of what we'd be talking about? Yeah. So with math anxiety, interestingly enough, um, in the United States, about ninety three percent of adults actually have math anxiety. So if you're listening, I'm sure that you or someone you know has probably you get that anxious feeling when you're asked to do a problem, or perhaps you just had a really negative experience in school growing up. So what we're noticing is that math anxiety really is almost contagious depending on you know, uh, your opinion of it and who you talk to. So we actually like pass it down to children, not genetically, but through our uh, words and our actions. So math anxiety is really uh, an issue in education just because not for the sake of, you know, we're, we're um, you know, not progressing in math classes or taking higher level math classes, not in that sense, but the fact that we have this fear around it and it's actually hurting our critical thinking skills. 
Um, so I wanted to share a couple of tools with you to kind of address math anxiety because it affects so many of us. And my membership is specifically working with teachers, but something that Brian and I talked about earlier was that um, it's not just teachers that, that have math anxiety, it's also parents. And it's also maybe children as well. Maybe you're seeing your child with that as well. So I wanted to provide some tools that really can span for all ages. Um, it could be used for children. It could be used for adults. The main goal, I think my main mission is to ensure that I'm providing the message that math can be fun. Math is fun and it's beautiful but we have this real deep anxiety and fear around it that it's hard for us to often see that. Um, so I, I definitely focus on that with my company because I, I really want everyone to, I basically want to switch the, the um, thought and um, the feelings around math. Right. Now, can I ask something, and I, I know this will sound like a dumb question, but with what you were talking about, um, it seems like an uh, opportune time to, to ask. Um, we're at a, a moment in time currently where the whole cashless thing is becoming more pervasive to, to the point of almost becoming the norm. And I still do like to pay with cash. <laughs> when I can. I know that might make me sound like a terrible person, um, guilty as charged as far as that goes. But do you think that shift from going to cashless to, or, or from cash to cashless, do you think that is something that hurts the, the, the math as far as you talk about? Because you don't have to think about the, the change and whatnot. Yeah. And you know what I would, I, I'm glad you asked that. That's actually a great question because um, it seems that uh, it would actually hurt the math community. Um, but if it's actually the cash system has actually proven why the math uh, system and the math community doesn't work as well. Um, even when we were all cash-based, there were many cashiers that couldn't compute the change unless the cash register told them exactly what to provide. So that is a great example of some of the, the skills that we're missing out in education, again, because of our math anxiety. So sometimes we're not able to budget. So we're leaving high school without the ability on, on learning how to budget or, or learning how um, loans work. Um, and even something as simple as just providing change. So um, it, I don't think it's going to hurt the math community because I think the math community is yeah. pretty hurt as it yeah. is. Um, but I, I don't, I, I, I see that math is actually progressing um, in different areas such as engineering, STEM, things like that. So um, in art, I mean, there's Math is progressing in other areas. It's just, you know, a matter of being exposed exposed to that. Cool. Now, now Hidden Figures is based on, on a true story, as I mentioned at yes. the, the top of the show. And apparently it is, and I have to watch my, my words carefully right now because this episode apparently will be a timely episode. And what I mean by that is we're in Black History Month this month. And... I don't know if it's for that reason, it possibly, but also because a lot of theaters are, are re-releasing uh, recent films. The, the, if you're listening at home, wherever you may be, this movie, 
if you're in a town where a theater is open, this movie may be playing at a theater near near you. Yeah. When, when you're hearing this. Absolutely. It's one of my favorite movies by far. <laughs> Um, I think it, that movie is great because it covers so many wonderful things. Um, not only is it showing just the power of mathematics and obviously how that contributed to um, our society at that point when the, when the movie um, takes place, but it also is a, a female empowerment movie as well because um, statistically females actually have a higher math anxiety rate than males. So it's uh, empowering for the sake of showing women, hey, we can do this, we can do this math um, and we don't need to be so fearful of it. And on top of that, so it's not just showing how wonderful math is and how it contributes to society. It's also women empowerment, but it's also showing that women of color um, were able to contribute to society as well. So it's an empowerment an empowering film in that sense too, which aligns perfectly with Black History Month because it's it's someone that has contributed to society that's a person of color, so. Correct. Um, as you were speaking, I, I, there was someone whose name I'm drawing a blank on, um, historical figure who helped, and this with Hidden Figures, obviously um, getting to space and, and the historical significance of that, but there was also, and I'm drawing a blank on, on the name, and I, I feel. Well, I hope I can help. I don't know. Um, there was during World War II, there was a crypt. What's that term? The cryptology. Oh um, yes. Uh, there was, was a movie with that. Correct. Well. Not, um, and it was not the not Alan Turing. Uh, but she was a contemporary, because Alan Turing, I, I think that was the one that was made, but there was another, um, and I'm trying to blink on her name, and, and as, soon as, I, as soon as we wrap up, it's like, oh yeah, that's the name, and I was, I, uh, do you know who I'm talking about, or is, I don't know who, um, a female that was doing the exactly. messages as well, exactly, there was, oh. um, during, during World War II, and I, I feel so embarrassed that I, I'm not giving her proper credit, uh, oh, there's someone who I know was, who you're talking about. I can't remember. And so much so that she was she was a fan of Shakespeare, mm -hmm. and she was in a, in a in the New York Library looking at Shakespeare, yes. and the librarian told her, "Oh, by the way, there, there's someone who is also interested in Shakespeare," and she introduced to, to this um, benefactor who financed this scientific. You know, theme, you know, theme park, quote unquote, where he would finance a lot of, um, you know, projects and, and, and whatnot. And, and one of her initial projects was finding the, 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 these, this coding mm -hmm. in Shakespeare's, um, in Shakespeare's work. Yeah. Um, she would, but, but a lot of binary um, yes. coding. Mm -hmm. was in a lot of, and I don't, I don't think that was in the coding with, with Alan Turing uh, during World War II. Some of it may have been, but a large part of her work was with the, the binary system. Yes. And, and there, was a, there was a precursor to that of a, um, every number would have a, you know what I'm talking about? There was not, not binary code, but there was another, I think it's like a, a Francis Bacon. Um, I probably feel like I'm going off on some 
tangent over right now. <laughs> I almost want to um, look it up because um, I'm so curious. Because, and I was watching it, um, it was on my, on my DVR, it was uh, some special on PBS. That, for those listening out, out, of, out of the US, PBS is like the BBC. Um, <laughs> but there was a special on PBS, it was on, on my DVR, and it was all about this woman who was, you know, cracking the code and helped with, much like Hidden Figures. Uh, it was so. I was just wondering, do you know who? Are you familiar with her at all? Or I do know the story that you're talking okay. about. I'm trying to think of the name. Um, and this is podcasting in in real time. So yes. what you're what you're listening right now, because we don't do any editing, is what you're hearing right now is you know real time. <laughs> It's recorded, but uh, real, real time. But, but it's it, not important right now. Um, but, um, but what, um, as far as, what would be the first step, though, as far as working through the, the math anxiety? Getting yeah, to, getting so there, well, the main thing that I suggest is to recognize that you have math anxiety. So, and I think that's pretty um easy to do because if we see a math problem, we, we already know what we feel, right? So um, it might be very easy to pick up, okay, I do feel something around, I feel a little anxiousness around seeing a problem or having like, you know, we were talking about earlier, compute change, you know, at the top of my head, budget without a calculator, things like that. So recognizing that you have math anxiety. And then from there, you know, acknowledging that we have to that there's some work to do around there. So some of the tools that I ask people to do is to play with puzzles. And I know that sounds so silly, like puzzles. I mean, Sudoku is one of my favorite types of puzzles out there. They have it in the paper, they have it online, there's apps, but Sudoku, what's great about it is it's that it's challenging and math is challenging, but we have a fear of it because it's scary and we feel like we can't accomplish it. It's too hard of a problem. But the more that we play with puzzles, things like rubrics, cubes, and, and, and things like that, it actually helps us with our problem solving skills and reduces anxiety. Because what happens is when you have math anxiety and you're working through a problem, your working memory actually just doesn't work. <laughs> it, it says your brain shuts off and because there's fear, right? So it's almost like a fight or uh, flight situation. So that's when we abandon the math. But if you do things like puzzles, um, it gets us to want to complete it, right? You have that urge and you get that great sense of self when it's tackled and you got through it. Now, Rubik's Cube is really hard to complete. I have to admit, I have not completed one um, myself, even though my children have. Yeah. Things like that or chess, um, just basically puzzles or games that get you to think critically and play around. Um, and then another strategy that I suggest is art. Um, I don't know if we realize that there is so much math in art and it is just such a wonderful thing to explore. So math is in art as far as, you know, symmetry and things like that, of course, but there's actually math in just the real world, everyday life, like flowers, for instance, are actually um, based on the Fibonacci sequence, which is so crazy, right? This math theory, it actually occurs in nature naturally. And that's just, there's so much beauty behind that. Then you kind of dig into, okay, well, what is the math behind this art? I actually do these activities with students where I show them a, a picture, a real-time picture too. 
And um, so a, a photograph, I should say. And then we figure out all the math that we can possibly find in it, right? How many windows are in this picture? How many right angles are here? Um, how many shapes are in this photograph? Things like yeah. that. So they can see when they step out, hey, there's math all around me. So that reduces some of the anxiety as well, because then you start noticing that it's not as scary, right? Um, because you're actually seeing it in real, in the real world, but in a beautiful sense. Yeah. So that's another um, another tool that I suggest to use as well. I like that. And, and with what you're talking about, and I, and I want to emphasize, you're not talking about mental health issues at all. Um, mm -hmm. So th I just want to emphasize that. Um, <laughs> but for those who aren't doing too well, for those who, you know, are, you know, every every fiber of the being to get out of bed or just you know, take a shower just to do something. What you're talking about is a way to be productive because if someone is, you know, in, in, in that scenario where it, it takes everything they got just to get out of bed, if there's something that, if there's a puzzle they're doing, if there's artwork they're doing, if, if there's music they're doing, that is a way to be productive. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, those baby steps, those slow steps mm -hmm. is what help, right? Waking up and saying, okay, I don't feel great today, but I want to try a little puzzle. Let me at least get it started. Even if your goal is not to finish it, but to just get it started because it gets your brain to um, feel motivated basically, because you actually get the urge to complete it yeah. when you're working on it. Maybe not at that second, but you do, you know, there's some relief when you actually work on that. Same thing with music. Music is so beautiful as well and there's so much math in it you know the rhythm the beats things like that so these are definitely great productivity tools as well because it really kind of motivates us basically um can i ask a, a dumb question and you had mentioned music <laughs> and you know how um every few years you get um a whole new spawning of of sub -genres? Like, like yes. not just rock, <laughs> yeah. rock or country or jazz, but you have mm -hmm. like indie rock or emo or one of the more intriguing ones that have come across in the last five years or so is math rock. Have you math heard rock? math rock where, and, and I'm presuming they mean where it might be off a, a, a time signature, not, not you know the the standard but have you heard that term before like like i have like never heard of that i have never that is news to me and i cannot wait to explore that that has that. that has been like the biggest thing in like indie rock and alternative rock for it's i mean it's been like a, huge oh my goodness i definitely have to check that out i feel okay. like i could do some great math lessons around that <laughs> yeah and I, I don't know if they meant it like as an actual like subgenre of music but it's it's in that in the subgenre of like indie rock where there'd be bands that sort of get tagged as like math rock because yeah. the 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 time signature or time stamp of, of the of the of what they're playing is not standard yeah, you know, chord verse chorus type, yeah. of, type of song. Oh, I love that. I love, I'm going to check that rock. out as okay. soon as we're off. I'm checking yeah. that I'm running. Yeah. But, and, and the other thing you touched on is just the art and, and the creativity, because mm -hmm. if I'm hearing you correctly, there's no way to not be creative with, uh, yeah. with math. 
Exactly. I mean, it's, it's, unavoidable. it's everywhere. Yeah. And, and one thing that we don't realize is when we go to school, we see math as like this isolated subject, right? This class that we have to go to that's so hard and boring. Mm -hmm. um, but technically, when we used to go to phys ed, there's math mm -hmm. there as well, right? Um, mm -hmm. When we went to art class, there's math, band, if we had bands growing up, same thing. Um, it's actually, and you know, I want to bring up uh, something that you mentioned earlier with Shakespeare, because one of the things with his poems, his sonnets is iambic pentameter, which is actually a, a sequence in his writing um, based off a, a principle of five, which is so technically, I mean, we could even break down Shakespeare <laughs> into mathematics uh, as well. Uh, I mean, trust me, I can find it in anything, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and I'm so glad to have you on, on the show today, because like I said, I, I want to be sure that I'm providing value and resource for those listening. And with what you're talking about, I have no doubt in my mind that everybody who's listening, whether it's the one that you, whether it's if you can't go to bed today or whether, you, you know, you are out of bed and, you know, at work or wherever you may be, um, what you're talking about is something that there's no way anybody who's going to be listening to this podcast is not going to be walking away going, oh, I didn't, you know, I, I you know, I, I did not know that, you know, that, that kind of thing, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. I, so it, this is probably going to be one of the more educational uh, episodes that, that, <laughs> yeah. that we've had. Um, so, so I, I do thank you for uh, being here. Thank um, you. I mean, I appreciate it. And I love, I love sharing this message. So, you know, and this is and this is um, an avenue where it's uh, obviously I think it's a value for those um, living with a mental health issue. Um, the um, lost my train of thought. <laughs> uh, oh, I know what it was. There's um, and I hope this, I hope this does not sound like a dumb question, but um, and you had said the word memory, um, mm -hmm. which. Uh, as far as like memorizing the multiplication table and, and memorizing, um, you know, fill in the blank, where does that line cross from just memory, like, like road memory or any other type of memory versus critically thinking of something and working through? Where is that, where is that line? Yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a little story here. So okay. actually what has gone wrong in math education and why so many people have math anxiety mm -hmm. is because we were forced to memorize <laughs> procedures and formulas and multiplication table, uh, tables. And there was always speed behind that. We were rushed to figure it out uh, quickly. A lot of the work that I do um, and a lot of the research that's out there now is that we actually shouldn't be doing that in mathematics. We should not be focused on the memorization. We, would, we should actually be focused on the critical thinking skills. So when you have math, math anxiety, like I mentioned earlier, what happens is your working memory shuts down, which means that what you're currently learning doesn't go into long-term memory. It goes into short-term memory. That's why maybe you're able to pass a math test, but then you don't remember anything the year later or after that, right? Yeah. Um, so what education is trying to do now is shift and move away from that memorization and to focus more on the critical thinking skills and um, just innovativeness, the, the playfulness of it. So things like what we were just talking about, you know, the art and the puzzles and all that stuff, that's really problem solving. It's not memorizing at all. It's given a difficult task, but breaking it down in a fun way in order, you know, which is still hard to figure out, but manageable. Um, and 
the more that we do that, we decrease our math anxiety. So it's really important that, you know, I really care about adults hearing this message because we want to ensure that if we have children, that we're providing that as at home for them, not, not, you know, making sure that they memorize their times table, because at the yeah. end of the day, we all really have calculators in our pockets yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's, it's like the, the, the useful, not, not denying memory is useful because it is, but I'm saying like, it sort of seems like we've reached that point where, we've we've relied so much on memory that like it's okay but then what <laughs> exactly you know, exactly it's, it's an, yeah exactly so we really want and if you think about even um you know the workforce or uh, just creatives out there everything really has to do with problem solving right when you work on a team or in a group and you're given tasks or projects it's all about problem solving i mean even just you know, thinking about purchasing a rug for your home and the dimensions and all that stuff around it. Again, it's all just problem solving. We're not, all the memorization that we had to do really didn't carry through for us as adults. Um, yeah. So the, the, the hope is that we shift our focus in education. One of the, one of the, the common recommendations in the mental health area when someone is having a panic attack or typically for panic attack or if they're not doing too well, there, there's a recommendation. And this would pertain, I guess, now that I've mentioned it <laughs> for those who are listening, is to find stuff to, you know, to ground yourself with, you know, find five things that you can touch, five things that you can. So there's even math in that, yes. a, a standard recommendation for grounding yourself and feeling better it's got math written all over it. Absolutely. And I just <laughs> want to add to that too, meditation. Meditation, yeah. there's math behind that as well because it's your breath count depending on which form of meditation you do. True. So where you inhale a certain amount of seconds and exhale, mm -hmm. there's some math behind, or there's some research behind that that focuses on the mm -hmm. math. So the amount of breaths that you take and how long that you take it also mm -hmm. has an impact um so yeah i mean it's it's literally everywhere <laughs> and there's even there's even math in for those who are on meds those who are you know whatever recovery looks like for different people um there's even math in that knowing Absolutely. what what dosage and how many times a day how many times a week and so yeah there's no, there's no escaping math yeah there isn't all. there is not escaping it you're right <laughs> It's everywhere. No. We cannot get rid of it. Yeah. Well, um, as we wind down, I, di I did want to um, mention um, a, a few more resources, and, th and this would be specific to, to mental health. Um, there is uh, Me Mental Health America. Their, their website is mhanational.org. Uh, there's NAMI, National Alliance on Mental Illness, nami.org. Uh, there's maddenamerica.com, but specific to specific to to math, um, how would people learn more about the the the, the math anxiety and, and the, the the program that 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 you have available? Yeah, so my program is called Zend Math, so it's all in the name, right? Zend. <laughs> um, so my program is called Zend Math, and basically what I do is I provide support for people with math anxiety, teachers, parents. It's not necessarily for students, it's really for adults 
in order for us to work through our math anxiety. And then that way we can pass on some good habits to our children and our students. So you can find that membership at zendmath.com. Cool, cool. Well, lots, lots of good info. Um, I really appreciate this. Um, so thank, thank you. Thank you so much for being here today. I, I appreciate it. Oh my goodness. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad that we got a chance to talk about a serious issue that's out there that I'm hoping we can tackle. If we talk about math enough in a positive way, we'll definitely be able to tackle it. Oh, and not just a serious issue, but a serious issue that, that dovetails with so much of mental health. Absolutely. All of what you're talking about is direct. I mean, obviously you're not talking about mental health, but everything you're talking about has direct relevance to the, you know, whether, you know, yeah, it, it, it does. So Absolutely. very, very happy to have you um, on today. So thank you. Um, thank you for being here today. Thank you um, for listening, those of you at home or at work or wherever you may be. Um, stay safe, everyone. And um, talk, talk to you next time. Uh, bye. bye.